GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. I hope you're well. I hope you enjoyed your long weekend. It's been hot, hasn't it? Yesterday was the warmest April day for Gibraltar since 2002. We had a high of 29.3 degrees. The principal Met officer at the Met office, Chris Burton, joined us and said we can expect more of the same. Peter Horton is the new boss at the Gibraltar International Bank. He told GBC that despite the difficult economic climate, he thinks the bank is well-placed to thrive going forward. But we start this podcast with the Director of Public Health. Dr Helen Carter stressed the importance of the spring COVID-19 booster for those in the population who may be at a continued greater risk of severe disease. The booster is now available at the primary care centre for people over the age of 75, for those with a weakened immune system and for those living in residential care and nursing homes. Dr Carter told Gibraltar today the decision as to who to offer the booster to has been driven by scientific evidence and is not a cost-cutting measure. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Welcome, Dr Carter, to Broadcasting House and, and um, ask you firstly, who, who is this booster programme for, Dr Carter? Thank you and thanks for having me on this afternoon. The booster programme now is much smaller than booster programmes that we've held before. And this is because we know for the majority of people, COVID is now either a a much milder illness or or they don't suffer any um, symptoms at all. The groups I am continue to be worried about are those who are the most vulnerable in society. So these are the over 75s whose immune systems may not work as well. And for the same reason, those who may have long-term health conditions and those who live in residential care. Okay, a question from John, um, who's asking Dr. Carter um, about serious vaccine damage in Gibraltar and around the world. Um, What evidence is there, if I can paraphrase John's question, is there evidence of serious vaccine damage in Gibraltar, Dr. Carter? So since I arrived here in September 2021... Um, people may have heard me talk about the yellow card reporting scheme. And this is where if a health professional has concerns that there has been a side effect resulting from the vaccine, they complete and submit a yellow card. Since I've been here, I've asked all doctors to make sure I'm copied in to, to any yellow card reports that have, have been submitted. None have been submitted in that time that have been brought to my attention. That being said post-vaccine marketing surveillance continues and I continue to look at the safety profile of vaccines to look at um, the risks associated with vaccines because no medication is 100% safe. Any drug you take, and that includes um, vaccines in that, there are uh, small chances of side effects. Common side effects from the COVID vaccine are you might get painful arms, swelling of the joints, you might feel unwell for a few days, but that's all self-limiting. We found out early on that some of the vaccines did produce side effects, like the AstraZeneca vaccine that we've not had here and we've not been, been given in the main here. And that was, they issued a warning around, for example, younger people developing blood clots with the AstraZeneca vaccine that then put those cautions in place. So that 
post-vaccine um, surveillance system continues globally. And as I can say, from here, since I've arrived here in Gibraltar, we've had no yellow cards submitted. Not even with those AstraZeneca jabs which were administered because they were offered to some people. That's right. We were using some of the AstraZeneca for the housebound patients and that was because they were more stable vaccines to take out of the primary care centre uh, and, and use them in, in that home setting. I think fortunately using it for that indication they tended to be the older age groups so we weren't using it in the main for the younger age groups but no, no, no we didn't identify that I'm aware of any of those side effects here. Okay let me ask you about long Covid which I know is an issue that um, affects some people um, quite acutely it affects different people differently I suppose. Um, it is sort of a, a, a rather... Um, uh, it's an emerging phenomenon. We're still coming to terms with what it means. And um, uh, let me just ask you to what extent the GHA and Public Health Gibraltar are engaging with people who are suffering from long COVID. Yes, yeah, so on, you're absolutely right. Our knowledge of long COVID continues to evolve. It's, it's not a single condition. It is a range of conditions uh, and it affects people differently. We know, for example, people who were ventilated typically have lung problems and lung symptoms of long COVID. Other people may suffer chronic fatigue, for example. I was only liaising with GHA colleagues uh, over the last couple of weeks about what sort of numbers have we seen in Gibraltar who have been seen in clinics. And it's probably about 100 or so people now have been seen. Initially, there were dedicated long COVID clinics, but they've now been, as it were, mainstreamed and brought into into the, the main sort of under the respiratory umbrella, but under the mainstream clinics. Um, and I think our knowledge of what diagnosis people may have for long COVID and the treatments, the treatments are specifically evolving um, I think there's quite a lot we can learn, for example, from other post-viral fatigue syndromes, uh, ME, for example, and learning from the evidence base around that. But it's something that does still continue to concern me. And, um, you know, the GHA does still provide treatment and support for people with long COVID. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. There's a new CEO at the Gibraltar International Bank. Peter Horton has taken over as the second chief executive officer. Uh, he's taken over from Lawrence Podesta, who has retired after 47 years in banking. Nine of those years were spent founding and leading the Gibraltar International Bank. Mr Horton is feeling positive. He thinks that despite the current economic climate, the bank is well-placed to thrive going forward. What I can say is I think there's a lot of opportunities for the bank. We've got to be sensible what we do, and these are times of turmoil uh, globally, not just in Gibraltar, for, for the financial services sector, for the economies of the world. So we need to be measured in what we do. But, but I think Lawrence has given me a platform that we can build on and I think achieve great success, which is great success for this country then. You know, as you know, our mantra is the community. Our focus is the community. And I think the stronger we are as a bank, the better we can fulfil 
that core objective of the bank, which is to serve the community. Very early days for you, of course. It's not the most stable economic periods that Gibraltar or the world has seen. Are you confident of being able to straighten the rudder and keep things going, or is it something of concern to you? I think it would be wrong to say that the turmoil in the, the world doesn't concern, because you have to be uh, alert to that and alive to that. I think the, the positives are that this is a very conservatively run bank. So in terms of if you look at some of the problems that have been experienced by other banks around the world, they're not problems that I'm concerned we will experience. Our liquidity and our capital are at very strong levels and they're very well managed. So, no, but we have to be aware we don't operate in a vacuum. So where the concern comes in is what's, what's the bigger impact ultimately on world economies from what you see. You know, a sneeze today can be a cold tomorrow. So we are very well placed. I think our customers and um, all of our stakeholders can be confident this is a strong bank. It's a well-managed bank. Uh, and that puts us in a really good position to, to get through the current turmoil that we're seeing around the world um, and I think thrive as we, as we come through it. The new Chief Executive Officer at the Gibraltar International Bank, Peter Horton, talking there to Ian Triai Clarence and feeling uh, fairly optimistic and upbeat. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Chris Burton is the Principal Met Officer at the Met Office, uh, working from the runway, if I'm not mistaken, Chris. Correct. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, what can you tell us about this um, April heat then? Where's it come from? So, yes, it was uh, exceptionally warm yesterday. In fact, it actually got to 29.3, so uh, 0.1 higher than, uh, uh, than we thought originally. So, yes, it was the warmest day of the year so far yesterday uh, and the warmest day since 2002, and it probably ranks as the third warmest day we've ever recorded in April. Uh, and our records go back in the Met Office back to 1947. So quite a long record there. Um, so what, what's happening, Chris? I mean, what, what, what explained the weather? Um, what, why why so hot? So we've got a, a large area of high pressure uh, just to uh, the west of Iberia at the moment. Uh, and that's just dragged in a lot of hot air from uh, the tropical Atlantic. It's sort of gone round that high pressure and just sat over us. And with fairly light winds yesterday and that increasingly strong sunshine, it just allowed the temperatures to uh, rocket up. Usually on a hot day, we usually get a sea breeze developing in the afternoon, which tends to drag in some cooler air off the sea. Uh, but that tended to be quite fickle yesterday. It didn't quite set in, so that's why the, the temperatures really did soar. So there wasn't that, um, that, that sort of respite that we sometimes get from the cooler breeze, which takes the edge off the heat because uh, there, there weren't many winds. Um, is it typical... Um, that the hotter days come in light ponientes, or does it is it sometimes Levant as well? Yeah, so uh, in Levante, the wind's coming straight off the sea. The sea is usually quite cool at the moment. It's only 16 degrees. So when the wind does switch back to a Levante, uh, which we expect probably Sunday, Monday, uh, the end of this week, it will drag in much cooler air. We always get our hottest or highest temperatures in a westerly flow in a poniente, uh, but sometimes a sea breeze will form and that will bring the wind more to a southerly, which does sometimes take the edge off the temperature as well. Okay, so then um, I suspect that we're in for warmer weather for much of this week? Uh, yes, correct. So uh, another hot day today, um, not as hot as, as yesterday likely, but still 25, 26, maybe even 27 by the afternoon, or depending on whether that sea breeze sets in. We're expecting the temperature just to, to notch down through Wednesday and Thursday, 22, 23, with more in the way of cloud, but that's still warm for the time of year. Uh, and then likely uh, getting quite warm again by Friday and Saturday, 25 to 27 again on those days, which is exceptional uh, period of warm weather for Gibraltar. And then, like I said earlier, uh, probably expecting that easterly Levante to set back in Sunday into Monday, which will bring cooler temperatures. 
Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.